Hope all is well and you are having a great day. This is Fritzy, your host, pilot friend, and certified flight instructor. Today we're going to talk about aircraft performance. Uh, let's jump right in and we'll talk about uh, first how weight impacts the aircraft performance. Uh, general concepts, uh, if the airplane is heavier, and this includes fuel, uh, the passengers, and luggage, uh, your performance uh, will be worse versus if the aircraft is lighter, um, the aircraft will perform better. So let's talk about how the additional weight impacts your performance. Well, first of all, you're going to have a higher takeoff speed, right? So uh, you will have a longer takeoff run. So that means that it will take longer for the aircraft to accelerate to your uh, takeoff speed. You will have a reduced rate and angle of climb. So that means that if you generally, when you're flying by yourself, you're getting a seven, 800 feet per minute climb. When you are fully loaded, you may be getting four, 500 feet per minute climb. Uh, you will have a higher landing speed, right? So the aircraft is heavier, will require a little bit of higher landing speed and longer landing roll. So once you touch down, it will take longer for the aircraft to come to a full stop. So that's how the additional weight uh, impacts your uh, aircraft performance. Obviously, if uh, the airplane is lighter, you will have exactly the opposite. Okay, let's talk about the wind. And many student pilots, they struggle. Why are we landing and taking off into the wind? A quick tip for you, uh, and do this with your uh, certified flight instructor, that go up and fly, um, and you have to do this when there's no traffic in the pattern, but uh, try landing. Obviously, the a normal landing is into the headwind, um, and then if you are able to, at the same airport, land in the opposite runway, which would be with the tailwind uh, landing, and you will notice a fairly big difference in um, your landing characteristics, right? With the tailwind, uh, you will touch down at a much higher ground speed and it will take you longer on the runway to come to a full stop. So go ahead and try that when you can. So here is, here is how the, the wind impacts uh, uh, the aircraft, uh, not necessarily performance, uh, but uh, your distances. So the headwind uh, will decrease your takeoff and landing distance, right? So think about that if you are coming in, let's say in a, in a Cessna with a 65 uh, knots short final speed, and you have a 10 knot uh, straight headwind, right? That means that your ground speed will be 50. And once you flare the airplane and you're ready to touch down, let's say the stall speed is around 43 knots, your ground speed will actually be uh, 10 knots less. So it would be touching down at 33 knots. And once you touch down, then you have to decelerate 33 knots to come to a full stop, right? So that's how headwind decreases your uh, landing distance. Uh, at the same token, it decreases your takeoff, right? Because as soon as you start rolling, if you have a 10 knots headwind, that means that there's already 10 knots of air um, 
uh, flowing over the wings, right? So as, as you accelerate to your takeoff uh, indicated airspeed, you will already have more airspeed at 10 knots, an extra 10 knots headwind over those wings. So the airplane will take off and fly uh, easier and in a shorter distance. Um, the tailwind um, will have exactly the opposite uh, impact, right? So as I mentioned uh, earlier, that when you're taking uh, off in a tailwind, it will take you longer distance to accelerate to your uh, 55 knots in a Cessna 172, um, your rotation speed, right? So it will take you a longer distance to uh, reach that rotation speed and take off. And then also at the landing, right, because you have a tail uh, tailwind. So let's use that same example, 55 knots of uh, short final indicated airspeed. If the wind is behind you, you have the tailwind. That means that your ground speed is actually 65 knots, right? As I'm touching down at a stall speed of uh, 43 knots, that means that I will be touching the ground with the 53 knots, adding that 10 knots of tailwind, right? So it will take me much longer do, to decelerate and come to a full stop if I'm touching the ground at 53 knots with the 10 knots tailwind versus a 33 knots of a headwind, right? So there is your wind. Uh, let's move on and we're going to cover the runway surface condition. The friction of the landing surface plays a major factor. So more friction usually means a longer takeoff roll and shorter landing rolls. So a good example uh, I'd like to use here is our landing and departing in a grass strip, right? Then we obviously have a soft field uh, takeoff and landing procedures. But if you think about uh, landing on a grass strip, right, we have more friction than uh, generally landing on a good concrete uh, runway. So when I touch down in a grass strip, uh, my landing roll, which uh, will be much, much shorter, right? Because I will, I will, with that extra friction, the airplane will come to a full stop in a much, much shorter distance. Now let's uh, talk about the takeoff, right? And this is why we have the soft field takeoff procedure, right? So as, as we uh, take that run grass runway, um, because of the extra friction, it would take us much, much longer to accelerate to our 55 knot rotation speed than it would be on a concrete uh, runway. Therefore, we use the soft field, a soft field technique that we want to uh, lift up the airplane uh, uh, at the lowest possible uh, airspeed and remain in ground effect to accelerate to our VX speed, right? So that's the technique for soft field uh, takeoff. And hence the reason uh, for that technique is so we can eliminate that uh, extra friction of the grass runway, right? We want to lift off that airplane as soon as possible so we can transition and accelerate the airplane to our VX speed. Okay, moving on to our next and my favorite topic, density, altitude, and humidity. This is very confusing for a pilot because when we talk about a high density altitude, people think that the air is more dense. But when we talk about high density altitude, that actually means that the air is less dense. There is less uh, air molecules. So the higher we go, uh, the less um, dense the air is um, and 
high density altitude means that the air is less dense. So what impacts uh, density altitude? Right. So uh, but before we get there, let's talk about how high density <laughs> impacts the aircraft performance, because that's really, really important. Um, the engine produces less power. Right. So there is less uh, less oxygen molecules. So the engine produces less power unless you're a turbocharged uh, engine. Right. There, there's little differences, but let's not go there. Right. Uh, the propeller is less efficient. Right. Because it doesn't the air is not as dense that it can uh, bite right into that dense air and pull the uh, plane forward the wing is also less efficient right so these are the three things you have to remember right engine produces less power the the prop is less efficient and the wing is less efficient okay so let's talk about how humidity uh, impacts density altitude in a hot summer days high temperature high humidity uh, we have a high density altitude uh, which means that the air is less dense right in a cool winter dry air the air is really really dense we have low density altitude uh, sometimes you even get into the negative density altitude and that means the air is very very dense and the aircraft uh, the engine the prop and the wings are more efficient so I'll give you some examples uh, on high density altitude and I'll give you a couple uh, tips uh, how you can experience uh, how this uh, density altitude impacts aircraft performance. So um, in a dry air, um, as I mentioned, dry and cold air, uh, the air is more dense, the aircraft will perform really, really good. This is an example in a, in a, in a clear winter day, your Cessna 172, your typical aircraft, will take off in a fairly short distance and you know if you if you flying with your vy speed you're probably going to get about 800 to 1200 feet per minute uh, climb um, the opposite is true if you're flying in the summer days right so in a hot summer day 90 degree um, temperature and high humidity it will take longer uh, to accelerate your 172 to that rotation speed in best case scenario, you're probably going to get about 400 feet per minute uh, climb at your v, VY, right? So that's two good example to, to experience um, how density altitude impacts your aircraft. And if you're a student, go ahead and write those uh, numbers down. So uh, fly in the winter months and then fly in the summer and then compare those two numbers and you will see the difference. I'll give you a quick uh, personal experience. So I've been flying our personal aircraft out to the Denver area. We live in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, which is fairly flat. And obviously flying out to Colorado, uh, where we usually land in the Denver area, um, the airports are about six, 7,000 feet uh, above sea level. And then in the summer month, you can add in another maybe three, 4,000 feet of uh, density altitude so you could have a density altitude of nine ten thousand feet landing in Colorado in the uh, nice summer hot days right that has a significant impact on the aircraft performance so um, two quick um, stories on a landing right uh, I was flying indicated airspeed but at that high density altitude the airplane was flying uh, at a much faster ground speed right and when I was flaring the airplane I had to recognize that my flare uh, was going to be much much longer than landing in uh, Iowa at the same token when we were taking off uh, for the airplane being at that uh, nine ten thousand density altitude it took me 
much longer, probably 30-40% longer on my uh, takeoff road to reach my um, 80 knots uh, speed in our Piper Malibu, which is the rotation speed. So that's how density altitude impacts the aircraft performance. Okay, let's wrap up this episode with uh, a couple exam tips. So a couple quick items that's gonna be on the exam. Uh, density altitude, make sure you know how that impacts aircraft performance. Uh, forward of CG or aft of CG, right? So how uh, the center of gravity and how you load the aircraft impacts the aircraft performance. So quickly we'll cover that. A forward CG, so that means that the weight is more toward the front of the airplane. Uh, it's uh, degraded cruise and climb performance and more difficult to rotate and flare due to larger tail down force requirement, right? So, um, and if you have the CG at aft, you're going to have a little bit of better cruise performance. Uh, you're gonna have less stability uh, and you're gonna have difficulty recovering from stalls. So again, those are just two quick, uh, um, touches on the forward and FCG, make sure you know that. Um, going into your written exam, I would highly recommend to have an electronic uh, flight computer. And here is why. There's going to be several questions on weight and balance. And um, in this episode, we cannot get in uh, to the calculations because it's almost impossible to explain that over a podcast. But uh, you need to know how to calculate the weight and balance. And then also the crosswind components, right? And if you have a electronic flight computer uh, such as the Sporties uh, E6B or the ASAs, those calculations will be very, very easy. So um, get one of those computers, uh, better yet, borrow one of those computers. You don't have to spend $100 because once you pass your written and your check right, most likely you will not use those computers uh, very often. I have one and I haven't used it the last decade. So um, that will wrap up our episode for today. And fellow pilot friends, uh, thank you again for uh, being here with me. I hope you are enjoying my podcast as much as I enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Uh, remember to check out my website at www.lifepilottraining.com. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact me. Uh, my email is fritzy, Foxtrot, uh, Foxtrot, Romeo, India, Charlie, India at lifepilottraining.com. My phone number is 614 787 8139. I'm going to fly. Yeah, you just got to be.